Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's Swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day. Hello, this is Jesse E. Canty with another episode How Bad Do You Want It? Have you ever been told your life wasn't going to amount to anything? Have you ever been told that you are least likely to succeed? Well, that's what this episode is about today. I've been there, done that, got a couple t-shirts. So my subject today is this. Lord. Here I am. Use me. Yeah, man. Man of wisdom. Man of wisdom. From the pulpit to the podcast. From the pulpit to the podcast. To the podcast. Yeah. Jesse Canty. Pursuing my destiny. Pursuing my Man, I love my theme music. <laughs> Every time I hear it, it blesses my soul, my spirit. Listen, this is Jesse Canty with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? This is number 28. Woo, I thank God for that. And it is entitled, Lord, here I am. Use me. Let me pray right off the bat. Father, here I am. Use me for this moment and for your glory. God, I thank you for prayer. I thank you for this moment right now that you have set before me. It is a grand opportunity. Now seize it for your glory. Let flesh decrease. Let your will and your intention and your purposes, God, prevail over me and over my desires and my intentions. Now use me, Lord. I give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen. 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 I'm so excited about this message here because it's one that God spoke to me very quickly and it began to just show me and direct me how he want me to be used on this one. He want me to speak to the people who are the least likely to succeed. He want me to speak to the people who have questioned why are they here? Do you have a purpose? Do you have an agenda uh, assignment on your life and what God, why have your life have been this way and it seemed like you have been exposed? to failure, even as far back as when you in your toddler age and growing up, it seemed like failure, 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 and your back was always against the wall, or you was what we call the black sheep. Young people may not know what that means. That means you were the one that did not receive the help. You did not receive the love. It seemed like sometimes you was overlooked. You was counted out. As somebody else would say, you was ostracized and criticized and flat out kicked to the side like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> and how can you tell me that my life has a purpose? But God is telling you exactly that. There is a purpose on your life. And not only there is a purpose on your life, but I don't care what storm you went through. I don't care. And I'm talking about testimony, man. I'm talking about real experience. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care about who have left you. You remember Jesus had disciples leave him over 70 that walked away. And Jesus turned and looked at the other disciples and said, will you leave me also? 
There wasn't a plea where you leave me also. No, 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 no. He didn't say it like that. He said it strongly saying, basically saying, if you walk away, I'm still not going to stop believing in the calling that's on my life. Let me tell you something, beloved. God sent me here on assignment for a few moments this morning, early this morning, to speak into your spirit and tell you, I don't care who have left you also. I don't care what you do not have. I don't care what people may say say about you and some of it may be the truth. It may be fact, but it ain't the truth. God told me to tell you that he still is waiting to use you. He still is able to use you. Do you believe that? That brings me to Isaiah chapter number six. I want to show you something here through the first six or first eight verses of Isaiah. I don't really need them all, but there's a couple things I want to lift off through that text and show you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter six, verse one, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. That right there, I have always intrigued me because it took the death of someone, uh, even in the spite, let me say this way, even despite the death of someone, uh, this man, Isaiah, saw and had a revelation or a vision of the Lord setting up in a high and lifted up place and his train, which represents his glory, Fill the temple. This is a like a king who has a robe on and his glory or his majesty, majesty, excuse me, uh, will, will begin to display and be physically seen in the train of his coat that fills the temple, which means that in the year that he saw somebody else's death happen or saw something die in his life, saw someone stop walking with him, saw, saw, saw someone stop believing in him or whatever your situation is, it's that moment when God decided decided to reveal himself unto you. It's usually when people stop believing in you that God will stand up and show you how much he believes in you. It's when people or people who've been praying on you, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, praying on you, well, God, when they begin to pray on you, that's when God, and leave you for dead, that's when God will send along a Samaritan and begin to show you uh, and show you uh, who he is in you and what he, and the love and the restoration that that he has in store for you. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on upon a throne high and lifted up. And then it says above him stood the seraphims. It had six wings. These are the angels. How it covered the face, how it covered the feet and how with two of the wings he flew. I don't want to get into all this. I want to set the scene though. Then it says that I heard one cry and one cried unto another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory and the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone. It's something about when you really see God that you realize that you do not deserve or you're not worthy to be in his presence. I got a spiritual father by the name of Jasper Hughes in Ennis, Texas. And one thing he told me years ago that never would leave my spirit. He says, son, he said, you, it is impossible for you to come in touch with the presence of God and not be changed. 
And when he said that to me, it just it just penetrated my spirit, man. And then when I see here in the scripture here, Isaiah caught a revelation of God, saw the angels above the throne of God. I heard the angels call out, holy, 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 saw the doorposts move in the, in the temple full of smoke. And then listen in verse five, what he said, he says, woe unto me for I am a man of, uh, I am a, I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell amongst people with unclean lips. He says, for my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. True impartation or true revelation upon God will always show you of how you are not deserving or worthy to be used by him. You got that's what this is why God does not use prideful people. You can't be prideful and caught up in how goody two shoes you are or your title or your vestue, what you have on and how you the one that should be up here. Let me tell you something. I've seen them all left and right, man, and God will skip right over them or use them sparingly. He really didn't use them in a great manner because God is not there to lift you up unless you are lifting up him up. Oh, I'm going to say that again. God is never going to show up to lift you up unless you are lifting him up. Too many people wants to be lifted up in God. I used to pray a long time ago, and I forgot where I heard this. I believe I heard it from Bishop Jakes, and I would say something like this. Lord, be glorified in me instead of me being glorified in you. That means, God, I know that I am a man like Isaiah. I'm a man of undone. And he said, I sit amongst people who got unclean. I'm unclean. And, I, and in, the, in the company I keep, God, they, they, they got unclean lips. When you're in the presence of God, it should cause you, provoke you to change, as my spiritual father would say. And it will also provoke you to realize how undone we are. I do not, you and I do not deserve the goodness of the Lord. Can we agree there? Can we at least agree right there? That we do not deserve the goodness of the Lord. We are not worthy, but his son Jesus have made us worthy. And if it had not been for the Lord that used his son to die for us, we would not even be able to stand before him now. Isaiah was at a place where he realized who he was and said, I am in the midst of holiness. And he did not try to act like he belonged there. My God, listen to this. He saw God high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. The smoke filled the temple. The doorpost shake, shook. And the angels cried, holy, holy, holy. And he opened up his mouth and listened how he responded. He said, I am wicked. I don't deserve to be here. Let me tell you something, beloved. When you you really want to be used by God, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. My God, I just talked last night on Facebook about humility. I think I had three people listening. If I'd have talked about getting cars and houses, it went on up. People don't want, sometimes we don't want to humble ourselves. We want to make a, we want to fit. We, because you fast eight days a week, because you read 70 books in the Bible, and I'm stretching them because I know it's only 66 books in the Bible, and I know it's only seven days a week. But I'm showing you if you've done over and above, you still are not worthy for the goodness of God that bestows upon your life. 
All the praying in the world don't make you no cleaner than what you are if it had not been for the Lord that was on your side. Can I get a witness there? So Isaiah realized he was a man of undone. He was an unclean man and he sit amongst people with unclean lips. When you can have a heart of humility to realize, wait a minute, I don't even deserve the grace and the goodness that I have upon my life. Let's go deeper. I don't even deserve to stand where I'm at. This place of blessings that God have me at right now, Jesse E. Canty don't deserve it. I disqualified myself years ago. I should have been left out there dead on my own, but the mercy of God came looking for me. But the mercy of God told me he still can use me. But the mercy of God told me that it was not over for me. It's the mercy of God that gave me a second and third and fourth and fifth chance. Oh, what was unto me? I'm so grateful as Isaiah would say. And when you respond like this, listen to verse number six, and I'm going somewhere with this. Then flew one of the seraphim, one of the angels flew unto him, had a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues off the altar, and he laid it upon Isaiah's mouth and said, Lo, this have touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sins have been purged. That means that the Spirit of God will make you worthy. We in this generation today where they try to tell you now where you can have a man of unclean lips, you're cussing, you're saying all kind of stuff, you're using your mouth for, 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 for vain glory, and just tell them that you love Jesus and he stay as you are and you keep doing. No, the angels flew and, changed, and put the coal on his tongue, so I'm getting ready. Let's go back to what my pop said again. You cannot come into the presence of God and not be changed. So if you really want to be used from God, all you got to do is just lift up your hands and say, Lord, change me. Because let me tell you something. You haven't seen the glory of God like he, like you can see when he changed you. It's better than seeing a Red Sea parted on dry land. We tend to think that the, the glory of God really rests upon the miracles that we read in the scripture. But you are a walking miracle yourself when God can change the way you think, the way you act, the way you speak, the way you walk, the way you look, the way you begin to feel. When God can change that and begin to take something that was meant for hell and turn around and use it for a heavenly desert or heavenly uh, 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 purpose. In other words, God took your life, turned it inside out, and now he's using you for his glory. Let me tell you something. There's nothing that feels and I'm speaking on behalf of the Lord, it's nothing that brings God greater, greater glory when he can take someone that feels that they've been unused and would not be used by God and then lay his glory upon them and let them shine. You become a physical or a figuratively moon. You become a figurative moon, which means the moon have no light on itself, but it absorbs the light of the sun. And when the sun can't be readily seen, it can be proven through the light that's shining through the moon. We are the reflection of our father. Understand that everybody that sees the light that's inside of us, we can't hide it on a bushel. God will use you though you may not be called Reb. God will use you though you may not be called Bishop. God will use you though you may not be called Apostle or have any members. God can use you right now. 
No, you don't even know a church to go through. You don't even know where the nearest church near you, but the Lord can use you in in different manners and different ways. I am a living witness that don't let nobody tell you that God will only use you the way that they feel. They give you the thumb up that he can use you. Because sometime when God was using you, when you was around them, they wasn't receiving it. So God will move you on and move you and use you another manner. And then their opinion believed that God is not using you there because, but you didn't accept me when he used me here. So they try to have a key to what God going to do over your life, but can't nobody stop what God going to do over your life. But you. Isaiah received what God was doing for him. The angel flew and purged and taken away. He took away his sin. Once Isaiah's sins was taken away from him, listen to verse eight. He said, also, I heard the voice of the Lord. When the Lord began to take away your sins and your, your life began to change, let's talk about salvation. And you start growing more in God. What the next thing happens is your hearing gets sharper. You, my professor, when I studied college, a Bible college, he told me this. He said, sometime when you want to get understanding of the word of God, you have to read the scripture backwards. So if you did it in this illustration, how do I hear the voice of the Lord? Well, first of all, you got to have your sins purged. Well, that happened on Calvary, yeah, but now you got to confess that you're a man of undone, un, you're a man of unclean, uncleanliness, and your lips are unclean, you dwell with people unclean. Ask God for forgiveness. Once you ask God for forgiveness, this right here is usually going to flow right after you've seen a had a, a, a event in your life that caused you to see God's glory. He saved you through a car wreck. He saved you through a shooting that took place, and you the one walked away unscathed or whatever the situation may be. Either way, once you hear, once God has purged you and begin to cleanse your lips, you will begin to hear the voice of the Lord. He said, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Isaiah 6 verse 8. And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. This was Isaiah being commissioned by the Lord. Let me tell you something in the last few minutes. If God can use a donkey, there was a donkey with a prophet set on him named Balaam or Balaam, however you want to say it. I call him Balaam. He sat on that donkey and the prophet had his mind made up what he was going to do on his own. God used that donkey in a mighty way. And to this day, Numbers 22, I think, or Numbers 21, I think of Numbers 22, in chapter number 22, where God used that donkey for his glory. If God can use a donkey, he can use you. Let me show you what else he did with a donkey. The man of God named Samson went to fight against the Philistines. Philistines. And the Bible said he looked around and found something. He found the jawbone of a donkey, King James, jawbone of an ass. That means this was a dead donkey. Flesh have already been rotted away. He took the jawbone and slew thousands, if I'm not mistaken. He slew thousands or hundreds one 
of men, of enemies, with the jawbone of a donkey. This is another place in the scripture where God will use a donkey to bring him glory. Let me give you one last one. In the New Testament, when Jesus would ride into the city right before a week before him dying, he came not on a stallion. He sent his disciples and said, go find me a donkey that have never been written, which means that donkey should have been bucking him off because he'd never been broken. But all of a sudden, the donkey did not buck off Jesus or kick Jesus off of him because he recognized that the king was on him. He recognized that he was called to do something great by God. Why would you fight against something that God have caused his glory to rest upon you? And he called and said, loose that donkey for the Lord have need of him. And Jesus come riding into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. I'm trying to show you all through scripture, God used the least likely to succeed. God used the stubborn people. God used the people who was criticized, laughed at. Who was not even fit for nothing but carrying heavy loads. People who overlooked you. My God, my God, God used you right in the face of them. And God told me to tell you, with all this being laid out before you this morning, he's in this morning when I'm doing this, he says, all you have to do right now is say, Lord, here am I. Use me. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to some people who've been let down. I'm talking to some people who have let others down. I'm talking to some people who've got a criminal record. I'm talking to some people who have went through divorce. I'm talking to some people who have been who've been humiliated, who've been put ashamed, who've been counted out, least likely to succeed. I let me be a voice in your life for this brief moment and tell you that God still desires to use you. I didn't find this message. I didn't conjure up this message. I didn't scratch my head and say, what can I do for episode number 28? Nope. The Lord told me. He says, I want you to minister, Lord, here am I, use me. And God told me to tell you, if you open up your mouth and say, God, I don't know what I've done with all my life. My life haven't amounted to much nothing now up to this point. But right now, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm 70 years old, but you still got me here for a reason. If you can use anything, use me. And let me tell you, with an open heart and a broken spirit, if you really mean what you're saying, God will use you in extraordinary ways. Maybe you work as a trash collector, but God can still use you in extraordinary ways. Maybe you don't even have a job, but you just go to Bilo or you go to the grocery store uh, twice a week. God can use you in extraordinary ways. People have counted your life out and said, counted your life out and says you're not going to amount to anything. But I came to tell you, yeah, I'm going to say it. God can use you in extraordinary ways. Don't let nobody belittle or minimize the hand of the Lord that's on your life. God said that you have been anointed to help people. You have been anointed to encourage people. And God can still use you. With a criminal record, he can use you. With three or four divorces, he can use you. With shame and humiliation in your past, he still can use you. 
All he needs is someone who has a heart that realizes that you're nothing without God. There's a song in my closing that says, I'm nothing without him. There's another song that says, Lord, anything you're going to do for me in this season, don't do it without me. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the Lord told me to tell you, he want to use you. And let me tell you this in closing. When the hand of the Lord is upon your life, can't nobody hinder you? Can't nobody that you don't need to be voted in? You don't need man's approval. Ooh, man, I wish I could say that in another way. You don't need nobody's approval. You don't have to kiss up to nobody. You don't have to fight with nobody. Love everybody and hate nobody. And allow the Lord to get glory out of your life. It's a beautiful thing. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have done your will. Thank you for causing anointing to rest upon me that makes teaching and ministering easy. I pray that it is interpreted the right way to the believer, that you have inspired them once again, that you call their life, God, to be effective like none other in before, God. From here on out, use them for your glory. We thank you right now for the anointing that's upon their life that the enemy cannot stop. He cannot kill. As Isaiah said, you need somebody to go. Here am I. You can use me. In Jesus, by the name I pray. Amen. Beloved, I pray that this thing was blessed to you. And uh, know that I love you and keep you in prayer. Keep me lifted up in prayer as well. Till next time. Y'all stay blessed. Hey, this is Jesse Canton, man. I wanted to just say before you listen to this podcast, thank you for taking the time to download this podcast. Listen, I need your help. If this podcast have ever been a blessing to you, drop me an email. Let me know. Give me some feedback. This podcast is heard in over 59, over 60 countries and over 860 cities. Drop me an email at Jesse Canty, J-E-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I want you to let me know how it's been a blessing to you. Maybe you want to donate. If you've been blessed by this thing, you can donate at uh, Jesse E. Canty on Cash App or even Zell me or at least pray for me. Do something to help a brother out. I want to tell you thank you again and I hope this episode bless you.